episode two of the live action, The Man in the Straw Hat. On this week's episode, Luffy, Zoro, and Nami find themselves imprisoned on an island overtaken by Buggy D. Clown. In a series of flashbacks, we learn of Luffy's infamous straw hat and of its previous owner, Straw Hat Shanks. We're also introduced to the existence of the Red Line, the Waste Line, the Grand Line, the Phone Line, and the Ultimate Max Ultra Intense Mega Deluxe Line, or as Pulp Fiction would put it, a Royale with Cheese. That might be all made up, but I mean, who really knows? Anyway, lastly, Kobe, along with his sidekick Helmeppo, decide to join the Marines in order to prove their mettle. Did someone say training montage? And now, this is your weekly reminder that if this is your first time diving into the series, do not worry, we won't spoil anything past this season of the adaptation, though we may drop a few names or locations, fret not, any future events will remain a glorious mystery to you should you, con- should you choose to continue on this path. And once again, as a bonus for these sets of episodes, we've got a different guest for each one of our recordings, meaning... We'll get a nice variety of opinions, which should provide a much needed insight to the overall One Piece community. So, without further ado, I'll introduce this week's guest, Funky. How you doing, Funkerino? Are you ready to give some spicy ass opinions? <laughs> I don't know about spicy. I don't know if I'll be as as um, spicy as some other people that you're going to get on. <laughs> oh, sure. Surely you've got something something to say that people won't like. I, I don't know. Maybe me sort of enjoying it will be the thing that people don't like. <laughs> Not from what I understand. This, yeah, that's this, true. Uh, that's true. Adaptation. I, it's been hard to dodge reviews over time for the adaptation because unlike yeah. us, everybody else binged it in the first day it was out. So they have our there's a plethora of reviews out there. And from what I can tell, mostly positive, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting from what I'm seeing. It's like I know, like Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean like anything really, but it's sitting at like between eighty and ninety on that, and like IMDb's got like an eight point four. Yeah, and I think it's across the board. Yeah, and it's currently like number one watched show in like eighty four countries or something. So that's pretty mind blowing. But I guess there's just a big difference in opinions on the I guess the general audience compared to um, maybe some people that are. Um, way more into the manga and stuff and yeah i've definitely seen some negative opinions around but i'm very like so far i'm i'm pretty positive with it like i'm i'm quite enjoying it there's criticisms and stuff that i'm like questioning but overall quite happy cool now keep keep it straight with me have you only actually watched up to the second episode so far like me or have you gone further than that um for legal reasons i choose not to answer no wow. <laughs> i because i'm a de- degenerate i may have watched the entire show in one day <laughs> <laughs> so just everything i said earlier you know the whole like everybody else uh having watched it in the first day uh just ignore that that's eight hours of content funky did you just set aside the day to watching the one piece live action well i went out the night before so i was extremely hungover so i wasn't doing anything anyway so i just literally woke up and put it on uh, actually just, what time would it have it would have come out what time did it like drop for you uh, was it just midnight your time no it dropped at 8 a.m so like right when i woke up oh that's perfect then. <laughs> it's literally perfect so yeah Obviously, I'll just keep it to this episode, but yeah, how that maybe is something for the audience to know that I have got more context, but yeah, I'll keep it to this episode. Sure, sure. So keeping it to this episode, as you said, uh, what, give me something you thought the episode did good. What What's some of the positives you got for this one? I think the automatic choice is just um, Jeff Ward as, Buzz, as um, Buggy. He absolutely killed it. I agree. I just, I love his interpretation of the character. It's a little bit darker. It's not at, like, it's still comedic, but it's not quite as like buggy just being the butt of the joke constantly. Um, but I like that because it, it works in the context here of him being like a real psychopath. I think. Yeah. That- it's uh it sort of fits into this theme that the live action is going for where they are having this slightly darker tone to the way things are done, uh, a la Zoro icing somebody, or I shouldn't <laughs> even say somebody, Mr. Seven in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Like, it's 
it's definitely darker, but it's not to the point where they're making it like crazily edgy. It's just, it's still keeping like the lighthearted tone, but just adding a bit more of like the, this world is not good. <laughs> like there's a lot of messed up stuff happening. Yeah, it's really, especially through Nami's character in the first two episodes, they're really leaning into this. Pirates are awful people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like with having all of like an an immediate sort of one that you can think of is like having all of the townspeople like chained up in the audience and like forced to like take part in this really um, like this just really cooked circus show is um, that was I actually really liked that choice. It like just added to the atmosphere and holding up all of like the audience cards and stuff like that. I thought that was a good touch. Yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a fun divergence from just having the townspeople kind of just show up uh, randomly throughout that those couple of episodes in the anime. Uh, And now, unfortunately, that means that some parts of it get kind of get axed. Yeah. uh, Such as uh, the mayor playing a bigger part and more importantly, the introduction and character arc of Chushu, the dog. Yeah, that one. I was really hoping that they would still do the Chushu arc because that's one of the first really early parts in the series where you get like a bit of an emotional hit and it gives you like that little tease of what's sort of like what's to come with how emotional the show can be. Yeah, it's it's a nice little thing that Mm. I really wish. Like they show you Chushu and if you know, you know, but if you don't, it's just a dog. Yeah, it's just so, a little Easter egg for the people that know it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that I, I can't lie that that disappointed me a little bit because I did enjoy that. Uh, yeah, and then the you know the whole part we so we also dodge the thing I kind of don't care about that we that we lost and I thought was a was an improvement from the anime is that we ditch buggy bombs. <laughs> well, not completely. <laughs> There's the implication, but yes. yeah, we don't see them <laughs> at all. But we don't actually good. fire one. Uh, and so we don't get the whole like the implication is there that they probably again this is a if you know you know it's type of thing you know, you know yeah they probably used a bunch of buggy bombs to absolutely decimate the town but we don't ever see it in the live action so yeah. we have this you know there's a cannon there and it seems like they might use it but they don't but it's fine because then you don't see you don't see the destructive power of it one time and then the second time it's like a dud that they shoot off <laughs> at the end of the buggy arc there in the <laughs> anime but i just remembered that yeah it's like it's only effective that one time and then the rest of it it's just so useless no but yeah i think it's sad that they cut the Chushu stuff, but I see why they would cut that. So they could just really focus on Buggy and Luffy's interactions. But one thing I will say is that with um with removing the um the Chushu stuff, you also do get a bit of a um like uh, you're missing some of the thematic stuff that's in the original, I guess. Like with the whole um uh treasure aspect and like what treasure means to different people and stuff like that. Like with Luffy's hat or the town or the um pet shop. Yeah, there that that is the the early introduction of one man's treasure, but mm. they I think they kind of roll it back in pr- fairly nicely uh early on in that episode where Nami is screwing around with the safe still and yeah. Luffy's you know bugging her and stuff and so she flicks the hat off of him and he goes running for it because it's that's his treasure. Um. Yeah, and she calls it garbage or trash. And Luffy, gave, it was a little, it was a little cheesy. But Luffy was, gives the one man's trash is another man's treasure line. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's I definitely. thought maybe that could have been workshopped a little bit better to just not be the the saying. But uh, yeah. nonetheless, it kind of gets across early in the episode the idea that people have their own definitions of what uh, is meaningful to them. And then I think I think it is rolled pretty nicely into the end of the episode where the the hat they do the scene from the anime where the hat gets damaged because Bucky got a bunch of knives through it and Nami repairs it for him and they have that little bonding moment because he also gave the map to her which I actually I don't I don't think he relinquishes the map to her in the anime I don't recall no I don't like there's definitely a lot more focus on the map in this series yeah which is fine yeah they have to they have to focus on something if they're not going to sort of 
focus on these interactions between the characters. So they have yeah. to give a more concrete reason for Buggy to just be there and be antagonizing them. Yeah. So Nami gives the map or Nami gets the map from Luffy again and starts feeling, you know, when he had no reason to hand it over because she has this negative implication towards pirates. And yeah. so she feels a little bit better about him and repairs the hat. Which I thought it was sweet. Yeah, I think they, they still like there's definitely still that thematic sort of it's getting touched on and it's there. I think just enough that you get the idea of it. Some of the dialogue's a bit on the nose, but like you get the idea of like what different treasures are to different people and all that kind of stuff. And um, oh my God, I was going to make a point then and then my, my mind just went blank. Oh yeah, mm. I was going to say that I did really like that scene at the start with um, Nami trying to open the safe and Luffy just being an absolute pain <laughs> when he just like leans next to her and tries to listen through her head. Dude, he's a menace. He's, he's, such- a, he's a menace in this, in this, uh, that, that scene. Yeah. When he's like, when the audience is clapping and then you just see him clapping and Nami, Nami just like slaps his arm away. <laughs> just all these little moments are just like really selling me on Inyaki's portrayal of Luffy. I think like that's probably like one of the strongest points is that Inyaki is just killing it as Luffy. Oh, absolutely. I mm. agree wholeheartedly. I, I so badly wanted to give him the golden ham last week because he yeah. just, he's just such, he's so good at delivering the lines and having that kind of goofy high-pitched voice but when things get serious you know he can put on the serious face like luffy does and i I think he's doing such a fantastic job absolutely and that's like it's such a like hard character portray to portray because luffy is like just so out there and like if you tried to one for one it from the manga of the anime he would just be the most annoying character in the whole show and so they're finding a really, even with some corny lines here and there, they're finding a really good balance with portraying Luffy as this naive idiot that really cares about certain things and um, really cares about the people he's only just met and and the hat and all that kind of stuff. And also yeah. with um with Luffy, you just there's just this sense of joy with him that is like such a core part of the series, and they're definitely hitting on that. And also with like. When, like, some of the, there are some corny lines here and there, but sometimes when, like, Luffy has a corny line, I don't find it as corny because he is, by definition, like, corny and naive. And so when he says something, he's going to say it straight, like, as he's heard it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, there obviously needed to be make, there obviously needed to be compromise between the anime dialogue and what they did with the live action. Mm. And, so far, it seems like the balance has been really good. Uh, I remember reading something not too long ago, maybe like a day or two ago, uh, about uh, a rare interview that Oda did with I don't know, some some Internet uh, or some online publication about just about how strictly of a leash he kept on his property, you know? So it, it seems like he things went through Oda numerous times before it was approved to, you know, scenes, scenes were, you know, reshot, rewritten minorly to kind of fit the vibe that he was willing to put forth with the live action. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah. You can really tell that like, they really have given it like, even with some stuff missed, like you can tell that they're just like, they, they're, they're giving it their all with this and they're trying to just make it as good as it can be and capture. Like, I think even with me having some criticisms on them, missing some thematic stuff like the vibe is there and the performance is there and like the the joyfulness of the series is there which is like such a key aspect and like i'll sort like some of the other stuff like that can be added none of that none of that is like deal breaking like none of that is stuff that is like gonna create problems for future seasons it it just would be good if some of that is like addressed in future seasons with like some of the character work and stuff like that yeah for sure yeah um just to move on to uh maybe a few more specific scenes how did you feel about the bar like in luffy's flashback the bar fight between shanks's crew and the random other goons crew oh this was um i think his name's higama the the um the mountain bandit is that yeah i don't remember i'll be yeah. honest i think that's <laughs> i um i really enjoyed that scene just like the camera work and all of the um the fight choreography was just great especially um yasop when he like pulls the second gun out and fires it at the um pole and then it rebounds off and hits the dude in the head 
Mm-hmm. Like that's such a cool little shot. I do. I am sort of a little bit sad that they missed the um the line where Shank says um like put your life on the line when he gets the gun pointed at his head because I really like that moment where like he's like the random dude points the gun at his head and Shanks is like put your life on the line those things aren't just for threatening people and then Lucky Roo just ices him yeah I miss that but other than that remission I really enjoyed the fight scene I think they they had a nice compromise to that where Shanks does the finger gun at the person behind their the the captain, the mountain bandit captain, and you know he pretends to fire, and then Lucky Roo is behind Shanks and ice that guy. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was pretty fun. Now that being said, I think the scene as a whole, like fighting through the Yasop, the, the Yasop bit, I can agree was pretty fun. But that like rolling shot with Lucky and Yasop walking down the path, for lack of a better term. Uh, the, I thought it was a little goofy. Some of the, some of the, some of like the, the stunt falls of like, they get, they get hit and then they fall. It felt a little, uh, not great. I'll be honest. Like it looked like whoever it was, they'll say, we'll say a lucky would swing at a guy and the guy would do the, you know, the turn his face, but he didn't really get hit or anything. And it's the, the fake fall felt kind of. I don't know. It, it had a it had a sense of too much goofiness to it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can see what you're saying. There's a little bit of like that. Like <laughs> it was a bit like a little bit too cartoony in the way some of those people fell. Um, yeah, a little bit not like. And I know they're not exactly going for realistic, but when there's a fight happening, you sort of want there to be a little bit of impact and like realism in that sense. Yeah, I did yeah, really that's, like. That's a good word. Um, I did really like Lucky Roo just beating the shit out of his people with the piece of meat. <laughs> that's that was, true. That was funny. That's a good touch, but no, I that agree really with you. I, I see what you're saying with that bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, jumping forward slightly to the the Shank saving Luffy from the Sea King. This is again a scene that I think was a little disjointed. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, oh my god! Where <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to, you could have just left it, but you had to. <laughs> <laughs> I just it it, 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 it the inspiration came to me in the moment I had to. Um, so I guess pun was intended. Anyway, uh, this it's I feel like the scene that was put forth is a little hard to recognize that Shanks got his arm torn off. Like th- the, the the Sea King pops up out of the water or something to that effect and then shanks just kind of like turns back to luffy and pushes him back like a foot and then we we zoom out again to shanks turning back to the sea king and like part of the boat is gone so apparently the sea king lunged at at the boat and that was the moment that shanks loses his arm but it really didn't feel like a moment that he should have i guess i don't know yeah that's a tough one because like that's also similar in the manga where you don't realize what's happened until you get the shot of him without the arm. So, like, I, I, I like that they kept it. So, they like, you get that reveal after he's told, like, the Sea King um, to um, go away and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, it, yeah, it, it's hard because you've either got to just have the, that shot be where, like, you see the arm get torn off and have the impact there or do it the way they did where you don't really realize something bad's happened until you see it. So like, I don't, I'm not sure how to feel about that one. Like I was okay with it because I like the way that you have the reveal afterwards, but I could see the criticism of like, it feels a little bit weird and it doesn't f- like really look like much happened in that first shot when the, when the, um when the Sea King lunged. So- yeah. I, I think my, my main gripe with it, I, I like the way they do it in the anime and then in this where you don't see what what happened until the moment luffy does i think my gripe really with it is that it doesn't ever to me doesn't feel like at any point the sea king really attacked the boat like there's no grand there's no big thud or crunch as the sea king takes a bite out of the boat and then and subsequently shanks his arm it's like I said, there's just kind of a moment where Shanks, you know, sees that the Sea King is about to attack, pushes Luffy back like a foot, but there's no, it just didn't, maybe I'm misremembering it, but it, in the time, it didn't feel like there was like a, a, a noticeable sound cue that the Sea King yeah. attacked the boat. 
I think that's the issue. I think if they just added a little bit of a crunch and like even like a little bit of a like wood underneath splintering, a, a wood something. splintering and even like a bit of a squelching like and then like a bone crunching sound underneath it. So like if you were listening for it, you'd sort of be like, oh, wait, that didn't sound like just the wood breaking. Did something happen there? But really, there wasn't really much. I think that's yeah, I don't think it's the shot itself. It might be just like the sound design there could have used a little bit more work which is yeah, kind of surprising because overall i've really enjoyed the sound design for the show yeah that's that's true it's mm. it's been especially with this episode where you've got buggy circus and all of the all of the weird shit and noise yeah. that's going on there yeah like a lot of uh, that. that that was all really good yeah and like i will say in that scene like um bar that sort of point i really enjoyed uh, overall I've, i really really enjoyed over the first episode and the second episode um peter gadio's performances shanks i like it it really sold it to me i really i liked his sort of he's a bit more serious but he's still got a bit of charm about him and um i really liked his line delivery for when he said get lost yeah like i really liked that mm. Is that the actual, is that what he says in the manga slash anime as well? I don't recall. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Yeah, he just says, get okay. lost. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really like that, um, that line delivery there. And then like, I quite liked Luffy's reaction to when he, when he sees it. So yeah, I think overall I like that scene, but yeah, that one little moment is a bit of a, bit of a miss. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring up because obviously this is going to probably get brought up in every episode as like just an overall positive but the set design is so good like i love the circus tent yeah i love that choice to have all of buggy stuff in a circus tent it's a lot of fun yeah because like in the the anime isn't it just like on a especially the buggy bomb scene where they're making nami light the buggy bomb at luffy like that's just on a random rooftop or something right yeah it's just like you know and then fights take place in the streets yeah, like, and like, there's nothing per se wrong with that, but I think that's a good creative decision that sort of elevated in a way um, to have it all in the circus tent. And it also helps with like, um, you know, they get to have a bit of fun with the lighting and stuff like that. And with him messing with the spotlight and all the cues there, like, I thought that was really fun. And there was one shot where, um, uh, Luffy's lit up red, Nami's lit up orange, and Zoro's lit up green. And I thought that was just really cool. All right. Yeah. I, remember, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. So I just thought that was really fun. I did. I enjoyed the bit too when Buggy is first walking in and the whole spotlight thing uh, where he's obsessed with not sharing the spotlight. And every time the, the spotlight operator has to like quickly move over to the to buggy <laughs> to bu having buggy in it. I really liked that in general, just all of his little like things throughout the episode where he'd be like complaining or like he'd just, like tell the audience to laugh or then they'd do it yeah. when he didn't tell them to. And he was just <laughs> I getting, said, that's a laugh. <laughs> like all of oh, that. Shit. Yeah. Just that's like, that's so buggy. Like I really like that because it sort of plays into like his, I guess, like insecurity and stuff like that as a character. So he's got all of this performative aspect around him so i think that really fits as a good translation yeah speaking yeah, of yeah. buggy should we talk about the um the chop chop fruit uh yeah we can definitely talk about the chop chop fruit you 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 tell me uh i'm i'm pretty sure that you like it uh but please elaborate i like it i think it it looks good i like the choice that they made where they just did like the when you see the cg of it you can just see it's just sort of blank skin on any of the connections Mm -hmm. so i think that was a good choice it just probably makes it easier and i do think again that the lighting of the set helped hide any like little inconsistencies and stuff so it didn't it never popped out as being bad to me like it all looked good yeah i, I think uh i think they've done a good job so far with both the chop chop and luffy's gum gum they keep the usages to uh, less so the chop chop because this is the episode where they introduce buggy so he has to use the power a lot but they've kept luffy's gum gum usage mostly to a minimum obviously to keep you know uh the animators yeah. and the cg artists uh, allowing them to go home to their families at some point but, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh but i think it's been i think it's been good i i agree the chop chop fruit especially the introduction of it was really funny where he punch luffy punches his head off yeah his head lands in some random woman's lap and he's like wriggling around his and and it looks up, winks at her, and then it flies back into uh into his body. It was it was really fun. I, I enjoyed yeah, that a lot. I really like that. I also saw a hilarious set photo 
where it's the director of the episode and it's a photo of um it's him standing with buggy and then with the prop head next to them <laughs> it's so good that sounds but, awesome yeah but i know i just i i think they they captured the chop chop fruit really well and yeah, you can definitely tell that like they're having to choose their moments with when they use the gum gum fruit, especially. But I think they're doing well at choosing the right moments and like to make it as effective as they can be. And yeah, yeah obviously, we'd love to all see it just like be used constantly, like it is in the manga and the anime, where Luffy's just constantly doing weird shit. But I think they're they're doing well with it because obviously there's going to be budget constraints and you can't constantly be having this dude stretch all over the place because it'd just be a nightmare. But yeah, I think they're. They're doing well with it to keep it like, yeah, just choosing the good moments to use it. There was now I'm in your shoes. There was one there was something I wanted to bring up, like in the middle of what you were saying. And I now I kept listening and now it's completely lost to me. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it's awful. Um, How could I? Damn. I'll remember at some point, maybe. Mm. Um, OK, but so until then, let's switch gears a little bit, because part of yep. this episode is not only dedicated to Buggy and Luffy's fighting but also Kobe's struggles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I let's, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this stuff first, actually. What did you think? I think, okay, so first of all, I think the guy who is playing Garp in particular is doing a pretty damn good job so far. Uh, I've already said also last episode that I think the guy, the, who, the, the guy who they got playing Kobe is also like a perfect Kobe. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I do it. enjoy this portrayal of Garp. He seems a little more, again, falling in line with the more serious tone that they are giving this show, the live action. This garb is a little bit more serious in the way it deals with things. Now, you can also kind of see a little bit of the goofy side to him when he's got that one on one. I guess it's not really one on one because you got the other guy in the room. But when he's yeah. got Kobe in his office, you can kind of see that Garp is messing with him a little bit. He's not really that serious about throwing him out of the Marines because he kind of knows already that he was involved with Luffy and that yeah. Luffy is this goofy character. So. Yeah, I he, think I think and you can tell that he already knows that like um Axe Hand was lying and stuff like that. So he's sort yeah. of Yeah. He's messing with Kobe and testing whether Kobe is gonna make the right choice. Yes. And stuff like so that. So you, you can I see that playfulness do. there. So I like that. I do too. Uh yeah. and the the scene the I will say one thing with this garp, I don't like the dog hat. <laughs> I think this dog hat <laughs> looks like they put it together in five minutes and said, here you go, guy. This is your Garp dog hat. There's, I think it looks awful. There's something, I don't know, there's something, I can, I can see what you mean. Like, it's not the best looking hat, but I there's something that just tickles my brain about him giving these, like, serious moments and talking and he's just got this stupid hat on like i really enjoy that but the hat kind of looks like crap <laughs> I, it's yeah it, there there is a, something a little novel about him having this five dollar at home cosplay hat and giving this <laughs> very serious speech about being a traitor and the justice that the marines are trying to dish out and axe hand is tied up to a post directly <laughs> yeah. behind him he's walking up and down through the ranks of the marines yeah and they're all you know staring him down and the the, the cadets can't decide whether they want to stare into garp's eyes or the undead dog eyes <laughs> it's i just it's, it's it so looks funny. not good no but just, it's also i just, can't get past it no that's fine i can i can see i would be distracting but i just there's something also I don't know if it's intentional or not, but there is something really comedic about just no one ever bringing it up. Who's going to bring it up to him? <laughs> yeah, I know. Who's like going to tell the vice admiral that is that is that looks paper like mache shit. dog hat looks awful? <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's so dumb. <laughs> but yeah, I <laughs> just I'm just thinking about it, like the scene, like imagines is someone bringing it up, like Helmeppo or something. I can I can imagine seeing that because going forward he's going to be Garp is seemingly going to be dealing with Kobe more often. So if they give this Kobe uh, more cojones, more gusto, then more gusto. maybe maybe he'll be more willing to be like, you know, what's up with that like awful hat you're wearing? <laughs> and have that Garp like playfully punch him on the shoulder, but also send Kobe flying across a training ring or something like that. That'd be yeah. awesome. 
Yeah. I love there's also like a little bit of like a um just like a teensy bit of like a sense of a bit of insanity with Garp. Like when he's like like he's got he's like slapping Kobe on the shoulder and he's like <laughs> Telling him that like we're oh, gonna catch yeah. him, and then Garp is just staring at him with fear, and he's just getting shaken. <laughs> it's it's like, true. Garp Garp does that like two or three times. He like grabs him on the shoulder, gives him a quick shake, does it again, slaps yeah. his hand back on the same shoulder, shakes him. Like what is going on? Kobe's so scared. Because they extended the shot. Like you get the first shot where he like it's sort of meant. To, like it's sort of like they're trying. It's like him trying to be a bit heartwarming. Like we're gonna catch him, and then the shot switches to this close up of Kobe just getting shaken. <laughs> thousand yard stare <laughs> yeah. so like yeah i like i'm i'm liking this portrayal of garb and i didn't expect to like enjoy the scottish accent as much as i do i think it fits in perfectly uh yeah it it, it fits the the look of garb definitely you know he's got that big he's got that bushy beard scar running down his side a buzz cut on his head you know like same as the anime and, and it's I think I think it does do it does do pretty good. Uh, I want to quickly I want to go back to one thing I didn't expect to, to get in this live action. And that's somebody feeding the snail chats. Oh, my God. I was going to bring that up as well. I forgot to. That is the that shot. Was, it's, <laughs> it's the so establishing disturbing. shot of the scene. He, yeah. It's just the snail chat munching on some lettuce, lettuce. leaves <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's garp garp is feeding axhand morgan's snail chat just some lettuce leaves <laughs> oh my god do you know what I, I, imagine this for like a just <laughs> the, i would have i would have found it hilarious if do you know the lettuce leaf joke from um avatar the last airbender with boomy yeah it just made me think of that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god because just kobe's just like wanting to get out of there so quick <laughs> this yeah walk- kobe walks in the room awkwardly sits at the chair and garp just keeps feeding <laughs> he's just feeding this thing it's so i do love that they went practical for the um the denden mushies like they're good <laughs> they look good they look creepy but they look good yeah they're a bit unsettling but i i think it's about as good as you could probably make them for think- what they are I don't think there's any way that you could make those not unsettling. I think the the fact that they gave them teeth makes it more unsettling, but like <laughs> Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But like I don't I'm I've noticed that in general with like and I'm sort of just keeping it to like these episodes, but like the the, the goofy world of One Piece is like very novel in the anime and the manga, but when you translate some of it to live action, it creates like a little bit of an unsettling feel. But I think they've run with that a little bit and I kind of like it. It's like, I don't know how to describe it, but like there's a weirdness to it. And in the anime, you just sort of laugh at it. But in this, it sort of makes it a little bit unsettling, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm down for it. And I kind of like it, but there's this slight sense of like, it's funny, but it's also like, Ooh, what the hell? Yeah. And, uh, because I, because I remembered what I wanted to mention earlier, um, there's a, with the, the whole devil fruit thing, where if you eat a devil fruit, you can't swim anymore. Mm. I think they did a pretty good job of uh, of show don't tell here. Because yeah. the first mention of it is Makima. Ma- Makina? Is it an M or an N? I don't remember. Um, Makina? Uh, Makina from Luffy's village telling yeah. Luffy like, hey, you've eaten a devil fruit now. That means you've signed a deal with a uh, the devil and m- the mother ocean isn't going to like that. And that's about all you get at the time. And then later on, uh, I forget exactly if it's Luffy in the tank or flashback Luffy drowning in the water, but either one of those times, I think it's, I think it's Luffy in the tank and buggy, buggy circus because then he starts trying to punch his way out, but he can't gum gum. And then uh, 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 buggy goes like, uh, that's not going to work. That's seawater. Sorry, brother. And yeah. after a while, you start just kind of piecing together that if the devil fruit users get dunked in seawater, then they experience an extreme lack of use of their powers and or can't swim. Yeah, I think they portrayed that quite well. And they, it's like a good example of show don't tell. And I I really like it there. But it also kind of like puts into perspective the some of the other like on the nose dialogue that's there. I wish they would have been a bit more show don't tell with some other stuff as well. 
but it's good that it's here. Like I like it there. But yeah, there's some. There's it just shows that like they have the like they could have done it a bit more, and they just went a little bit more on the nose with some of the dialogue, which is a little bit unfortunate. But like overall, yeah. like it's cool that I, I really like that scene where he's in the tank. It was a creative way to show that like the effect on Devil Fruit users. Yeah, unfortunately, that's sort of a thing that I bet is going to be sparing because they've only got eight episodes roughly eight hours to describe all of these niche things of the one piece world that is done in yes like 50 ish episodes of the anime is what they cover with these eight episodes of the netflix show so unfortunately as a byproduct they kind of have to just lore at you for a a minute or two but i think in this particular instance uh, it was done fairly well. Now, uh, if Devin were here, I bet he would still hate it because uh, it's even buggy going like uh-uh, seawater probably would have been over the edge for Devin because Devin is uh, he complained a couple of minutes worth last episode about show don't tell for something. I don't remember what it was anymore, but I know it was brought up. So, yeah, I, 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 like I know it. that's a big part of his. Yeah problem i can understand the it. complaint in other contexts but i couldn't get behind it in this context like that's one where it's actually like done well like it's just simply is <laughs> like you get the context clues and then there's a little bit of description but it's nothing too heavy so like yeah there is definitely a bit of um a bit too much like overt lore dumpy stuff here and there and like sometimes the character work is a bit overt with like the lines and stuff like that but like in this case it was done really well and like even then with the it's not so egregious that it takes me out of it it is just it's there enough that i notice it yeah i would say yeah i wanted to mention one thing just because i I saw it on my like notes here but it's just coming back to sort of the devil fruit and stuff but i don't know if you caught this it's so quick but did you know when um when buggy first shows his powers and all that and then there's that little reveal where he brings his arm up and his hand's not there and then he punches luffy in the back of the head Mm -hmm. yeah Right, as because like obviously it's like Luffy, Luffy gets knocked out, so it's like a fade to black. As it fades to black, you can see the floating hand just give Luffy the finger as he falls over. Oh, really? <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> Go back and check it. It's so funny. He just like punches him <laughs> and it reels back and then just gives him the finger. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's also he gives him. I, I was uh like the knockout gas too, so it just like instantly um, yeah. for some reason it worked way quicker this time as well too. But uh, yeah. I did. I gotta. I gotta check that. That was awesome. Yeah, maybe the combo of the knockout gas and then getting punched in the head worked well. I went back to uh the first episode also um mm. because uh because Devin Devin's quick eye saw a moment where Zoro's sheath like folds under him when he does a roll away from somebody <laughs> and uh i uh I, I i believed it at the time but i had to go back and see it with my own eyes and then somebody else posted in the discord a clip of it as well from like instagram reel or or something to that effect and oh. <laughs> it was it was quite funny to just watch the <laughs> the sheath bend at like a 90 degree angle <laughs> that's that's pretty funny you get you're gonna um, get little things like that every now and then yeah of course <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it, it kind of i don't know it's it's not like that awful to me it's just <laughs> no, kind of like one of those funny things that just yeah, it's it's yeah. whatever uh yeah. but speaking of funny things do you have any other like funny or and or, or like things you didn't awful moments things you just hated I don't um, think you like outright hated anything here. No, but. there's nothing in this episode that's like, and this goes for a lot of the show. Like there are things that I don't like and there are things that I have problems with, but there's nothing that I'm like outright hate or there's nothing that I'm like, oh, this can't be like sort of fixed in a second season or like addressed in a second season if it's missed here. You know what I mean? So there was nothing here that I outright hated. There was a couple moments like when, like when they grab, like when they just sort of grab Zoro and Nami and take him out the back and tie them up. Like I don't get why Zoro just let himself get grabbed. Yeah, like, he was. Fr- he wasn't tied up or anything. Like and like I'm not saying he could have like just easily won the fight, but like that's not the kind of thing that I would say that Zoro would do. Like he would have put up a bit of a fight there, and he just sort of let himself get grabbed and taken away. And also, like, how did Luffy get tied up? Like, how did it, like, I could sort of just like headcanon it and be like, Luffy didn't really care what was happening and he just let himself get tied up because that's something he would do. But you sort of just cut to the scene and he's on this stretching thing. And I'm like, okay, how did they manage to get him on that? Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a couple of things. I agree. Like that. I agree with the Luffy thing. I, I, I think the Zoro bit is a lot more egregious because 
We watched him literally last episode lift up a safe yeah. with a bunch of stuff in it. The stuff inside wasn't that heavy, but the safe itself, you know, there's several hundred pounds. So yeah. the fact that he couldn't just, you know, uh, knock a couple heads together when he was getting jumped in the first place or when he's on yeah. the spinning thing, just rip himself out of the ropes. So yeah, uh, you got to kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit so that the yeah. plot can co- kind of progress in yeah. a certain way. Those, those couple of moments definitely felt like a plot needs to happen. So this sort of happened. So I'm not like, like I noticed it and I'm not happy with it, but I, it's not like something that I'm like going to like, oh, be like, oh no, this is ruining my experience. It's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, that wouldn't have, uh, like that didn't have to happen the way it did. But Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the Luffy one, like, I can sort of just be, like, the buggy just being, like, now you're going to get tied up on this thing. And Luffy would have just been, like, okay. Because <laughs> I love that one of, like, the funny things is that, like, buggy's, like, trying to stretch him out as if it's going to hurt him. And then, like, you hear Luffy screaming and then it cuts to him and he's just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that little reveal, like, that little sort of, like, subversion there <laughs> where you hear him screaming and then it cuts to him and he's just, like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of tickles. It's just kind of goofy. <laughs> I like that. Um, I'm trying to think if there was some. Oh, another little funny moment that I like was just it's such a stupid little moment, but when Buggy punches the glass and hurts himself. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just I like these. There was all these little gags that just got that little chuckle out of me. There was nothing that had me like rolling on the floor, but like just like all little gags that like they landed <coughs> for me most of the time. Yeah, these are these are the kind of things that keep you, especially the people who know the goofiness of the anime. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that keeps them interested when the overall tone has been made more serious. Stuff like this is what keeps that vibe of the anime and the manga intact a bit. It's keeping that levity of like, yeah, just it's more serious, but it's like them sort of telling you, like, we're not going so serious. Like, we're still keeping this like happy-go-lucky like you never really felt in like like it got a bit darker when luffy was like in the tank and all that but then he gets out and it's like that like there was i I had a lot of fun with this episode and i think i can say that for the show in general is that i'm having fun with it there's stuff to dissect there's stuff to nitpick but like i think it's pretty successful overall just getting the one piece vibe yeah i agree uh do you have any last last minute thoughts or tribulations to express before we move on to quotes. Last minute, little one. I'm so happy that they kept little buggy. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that is amazing that they did that. that. Was I, good. Did, I did not expect them to do it. And it looked so hilarious, like not bad, but it just looks so funny. And I just love that they kept the bazooka and he just gets absolutely <laughs> just yeeted out of the tent. <laughs> yes. Definitely. So I love that. Um, final thoughts. I have like, yeah, there's issues and sort of pointed out some of them. There's probably more to point out. Um, but like, I'm not here to just like completely, like I, I choose to focus on the positives with this show rather than focusing on the negatives and I'm having mm-hmm. fun with it. So I'm glad. And I guess one last little thing is just, I'll just bring this up because this is just in general on my view with the live action. Um, I got a message out of the blue from one of my mates today who like, I've been trying to get into one piece for ages and he mm-hmm. got up to like syrup village in the anime and then was like, not having fun with that. And, um, like he was having fun with the anime, but Syrup Village was a bit boring. So he just sort of stopped and then never picked it back up. And I'd mentioned to him about the live action and he was like, yeah, I might check it out when it comes out. It looks a bit fun. I checked the trailers. And then I just get this random message from him today and he goes, Hey man, just finished the live action. Loving it. I loved it. Time to start the anime. And I was just (laughs) like, that just gave me like the warm fuzzies. Like, that's so cool that like. And that's why I'm stoked that this live action is getting the reception it's getting. Because with whatever criticisms I have, and I could like, I'm sure there's stuff I could really dissect and get real negative on with some issues and stuff. Um, but like, give, 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 I, me, give, give me one quick one because we, we've been we've been a little too positive this episode. I promised positive. the people in the summary that there was going to be some spice out of you. So give me, give me like oh, okay. one. Give me All one. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me give one. I think that. Yeah, I think just some of the character, like I'll start this with sort of a positive. I'm liking the character portrayals, but I think the character development is a real issue here in some ways um, that we're just like, and this is not as much an issue as right now, this episode as it comes up a bit more later, but there's just not the same weight on some of the moments that have that weight. And so you've got to kind of really look for it. And like, if you know the source material, you can fill in the gaps. But for someone that's never seen it before, 
there is gaps there in the character, not the characterization, but the character development. Like it's some, yeah, it's just a bit loose and a bit lackluster, I think, overall. And I definitely think some of the writing is a bit lazy in some of the moments. And like when you've got such good source material there, I think it gets a little bit hard to make excuses as to why, like other than it being a bit rushed. I think it's like you have such good source material there. You didn't really need to change these character aspects and stuff like that. Like, especially when, um, like, there's a really good character moment in um, this arc that I think is really sad that it's not there. And they tried to sort of hit it, but it just doesn't hit. And it's when Nami is, like, just screaming at Luffy about how bad pirates are and how why she hates them and how they're all like this and they just burn stuff down and they ruin lives. And then Luffy just walks past her and puts down the dog food for Choo Choo. And he's like, I'm sorry, mm. this is all that was left. And then she just, like, is shocked and has that moment. And in this show... There was like a moment at the end where um, uh, the the mayor sort of just goes, oh, are you our new captors? Are you pirates, aren't you? And Luffy just goes, we're not those kind of pirates. And then there's like a shot of Nami um, that she sort of looks at him and has like a little, it's sort of implied that that's that little moment of realization. But like, that's just really lackluster compared to the original. Like, that's just not, sure. it's just not as good. So I think. It's moments like that is that's where my biggest criticism comes in for the show. A lot of the other stuff I'm loving, but these those character moments, which I think are so integral to One Piece, I'm sad that some of those are getting missed or a sort of like a shadow of what they were. Yeah, I think uh, I think to a lesser extent, Zoro kind of fit, fits in there, too, where absolutely at, like at one point in this episode, it feels like a switch is just thrown in Zoro's head. And he's like, yeah, Luffy's pretty cool. You, he doesn't outright say it, but at this point, he's already accepted Luffy as his captain and is just like, I'm on this crew now. And Nami was, hasn't, but there's, yeah. it doesn't feel as earned. No. And like, I like the line that Zoro says where he's like, I don't need to believe in him. He believes in himself. Like, I think that's a cool line. Like, it's a bit on the nose, but I think that's a good line to summarize Luffy. But like, there was nothing leading up to that to give it any weight or give it any reason. He just sort of said it. And I'm like, I need a. Mm -hmm. I know that like he's seen Luffy and Luffy like sort of like set him free in the last episode and like that's great, but there was not there's not that correlation there of like that's why Oda's writing is so revered and so good is that everything ties back to the character and what he's doing with the character and all those little moments that seem goofy and silly at the start and then you get the clarification and you have this moment where it all comes together and you see that that just that really cool bit of character work and so I think that's the main bit that's missing i love the performances i love the characterization but the character development i think i'm a bit i'm a colder on that so yeah there's okay. my i know it's not that spicy but that's my spicy tank well because you brought up that zoro quote do you have any other specific quotes from the episode you'd like to give yeah well i said like before like just get lost i love that quote and mm -hmm. i think they nailed it in this one i love the performance there um there was one um oh yeah when um, Nami comes in and she's like, what did you do to their town? You destroyed everything. And then, he, and then Buggy goes, not everything. I let them keep their hands. And then like the applause thing comes up. I was like, <laughs> that is like such a like good, like dark comedic just line. Like, just, just a fuck you. Like, yeah, <laughs> real, real fuck you. Like, and, ah, screw you. Yeah. And his delivery of it was great. And it's like, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, I really like that. For like that's 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 really messed up. That like it's like implying that I only let them keep their hands so they can applaud me. Like I like that. That's really cool. That was good. And then do I have? Oh, there was just one where Buggy just goes surprise shithead after Zoro tries to cut him. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked that the delivery of it. Yep. Yep. Um, Buggy going like wait 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 before he gets kick uh, gets bazookaed out mm -hmm. and. There was one, I just liked the line delivery of Lucky Roo saying, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, I don't know why, it just got me. When he's like, you've given us, um, Shanks like, you've given us so much food, but Lucky Roo will probably eat it in three hours. And he's just walking past and goes, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, though? What was your quotes? I, uh, I, I really enjoyed at the, at the end of the episode where... The mayor is presenting Luffy with a box of rations and Luffy's like, oh, no, 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 I I can't take this. This is the replacement to Nami leaving all of the treasure on the island because yeah. that's another thing. I've kind of Nami isn't as 
clearly money grubbing as she was in the anime. I don't want to like no. dive too deeply into it, but uh, no, yeah, I agree. I wish it's that, a little disappointing that a because uh, uh, that's a really funny moment when they're floating away and Nami's like, because Luffy's the one that leaves it, yes. and Nami's Nami's like, "Where's the money?" And he's like, "I left it for them. They need it more than we do." And then she just freaks out. So mm-hmm. yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, but in this, they present Luffy with the box of snacks and rations, and Luffy goes, "Oh no, no, I have, I can't take this. You guys need this." And then yeah. he starts walking away and Zoro and Nami are on the boat already. And he gets to like the end of the, the gangway, uh, the, the dock there. And he thinks to himself real quick, jogs back over, picks up one, like, I don't know, piece of bread or something and goes, maybe just a snack. <laughs> yeah, I do really like that. They're keeping the Luffy always being hungry yes. stuff in there. It also created like a little good moment when he didn't want to eat in the flashback. Yeah. Because you already know enough about the character to know that he always wants to eat. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's like uh, in the first episode when he's like food for the brain <laughs> when he's trying to yes. plan. Yes. So, yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, Do you have the only other quotes? quote I have is when I don't remember exactly what Buggy says to Luffy. Uh, or actually, I think this is Buggy like just monologuing while Luffy's in the tank about how people are going to respect him and people are going to love him when he becomes the king of the pirates. And Luffy, while semi-drowning in water, goes, you can't make people love you just like you can't make them smile. And I think that was a that was a huge got him. And that's a good to, line. Uh, from Luffy to Buggy. I really <coughs> I like, like that. that one. Yeah, no, I like that too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. So uh, with that being done, it's time to move on to the illustrious golden ham for golden the episode. Golden ham. I think I kind of know what we're both going to pick here. See, here's a, yeah, yes. Uh, uh, Before we go with the obvious, before we go with the obvious pick, I just want to bring up like my sort of options for it. Like, sure. Obviously, the standout is buggy, and that's probably what I'm going to go for. But I will also say, like, I really liked Shanks in this episode, and I really liked Luffy in this episode. And it feels really hard to not give it to one of those two, especially Luffy, because like Inyaki's doing so well. But Jeff Ward just killed it as Buggy. Like he was just the highlight for me. He was great the whole way through. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I, going, I'm going I have Buggy. To, I have to separate my my opinions of Buggy in the anime from Buggy the live action because Buggy in the live action is almost is he's, he's like fifty percent a different character right now yeah. as it stands than this point in the anime and i really like this portrayal so far of buggy yeah. i agree though that shanks is a pretty close second yeah um i just i want again not something we really have to get into but half of these characters have just i can't get past the wigs they're wearing and i'm sure I, that's probably a problem that a lot of people have but i feel yeah. like it needs to just be stated here before we go any farther in the show because i'm sure there'll be more bad yeah. ones i'll um i'll put my little sort of take on it when i first saw the like and i'll just be really quick with this when i first saw the trailers i was also the same where like i was like oh these wigs are pretty bad and noticeable but and this continues out throughout the show but the more of the show i watched just the less i noticed them because they really committed to some of the ridiculous outfits and stuff so when you've got that kind of set design and all of these like even in this episode with all the circus stuff the wigs just don't stick out as much and so i don't have as much of an issue now as i did at the start with them like they're there and like you notice them but they just i my focus after a few episodes my focus on them was just not there they 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 do a good job whenever the person is wearing something on their head you know buggy is very frequently either wearing his captain's hat or a bandana and so his is very goes very goes under the radar but shanks especially takes his straw hat off multiple times during the episodes and there are some scenes where it's okay even without the hat yeah but sometimes though. without the hat there it's just like i they just like yeah. threw it on his head and said yeah. action i think so. i think the best one is zoro's like i've never felt like that is out He's of place a, his looks dyed he looks like he has dyed hair to me so i sort of was curious um he dyed the sides and the tops a wig ah uh, okay yeah um but so that one fits really well i think shanks's one i didn't really notice that much there was maybe one shot where i picked it up but it wasn't too bad and i didn't care too much i think the probably the most obvious one is there's a couple scenes where nami's looks really really obviously kind of bad but then there's other scenes where it like looks good and i'm like okay that looks fine so it's just weird there's just some i don't know if it's a lighting thing or they just tried harder to conceal it at some points but yeah maybe just 
one filming day that just didn't go on as well. They just as didn't a, have the proper yeah. hairdresser. She called out yeah. that day, she, whatever she it is. Sick. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah. officially, the Golden Ham's going to Buggy. Correct? Yeah, we're giving it to Buggy. We're giving okay. it to Buggy. You, we've got it. You can't not. Yeah. Yep. That sounds good to yeah. me. Sounds good. Um, so now at this kind of at this kind of junction in the in in the in the show here, I'm going to take this time to kind of highlight you as the guest and as someone who's part of our Discord community, because that's huh. where a majority of the uh, of the of the guests for for these episodes are being pulled from. So I'm going to take this time to ask <laughs> you a couple questions quickly, uh, right. just for just for fun. Let's so this one non One Piece related. Because I want to know what you're currently most obsessed with that isn't One Piece. And I have a guess, but maybe you'll subvert my expectation. <laughs> um, was Would your guess be... Um, musically like, related? Yeah, I was thinking that. Is it going to be musically? There's definitely <laughs> a bit of that going on. The new Hosier... Like, I've got a few things actually right now. The new Hosier album is a definite obsession of mine, as is the new Polaris album. Hosier, obviously, if you haven't... If you don't know Hosier, where are you? Does beautiful, folky, poppy, solely R&B music, and his new album is amazing. The lyrical content is all based around um, Dante's Inferno, and like the, as you go through the album, you go down the Inferno, and it's really cool, and you can relate it back to the stanzas and stuff. Polaris just released a new album, and it's um, amazing. Also, kind of hard to listen to with the context around it, um, but. Uh, if you want to look into that, look into that. Um, there was a bit of a tragedy in the band, but the new album is amazing, and I'm so happy that they decided to release it um, uh, in honor of their uh, guitarist. Other than music, though, I'm going to put this one out there because I've been really getting back into um, reading fantasy and stuff like that. Oh, so okay. um, The Stormlight Archives by Brandon Sanderson has been one of my obsessions lately. It is an amazing book series. Um just ask me or Kiwi in the Discord. Like we've been talking about it massively. It's really good. And then also related to fantasy and fantasy shows, The Wheel of Time just released their the first three episodes of their second season, which is based on the book series The Wheel of Time, which is a big fantasy series. And the first season I like enjoyed, but it was it was plagued by like an actor leaving halfway through and like COVID reshoots uh. and stuff like that. So the first season was a bit of not a flop, but just it fell off at the last few episodes. Mm -hmm. But I've just watched like the first two episodes of the new season and it's a definite upgrade. So if you want like a bit of a fantasy show, not as dark as like, not as dark as say something like Game of Thrones, but like um, still got some like dark enough, some horror vibes in there as well. Bit of like a, in if you put like, if you were to say like, say Lord of the Rings is one end of the spectrum and Game of Thrones is on the other, it sort of sits in the middle there. So if you want a good fantasy show to watch, check out um, Wheel of Time. It's it it takes a bit to get going, and there's some definite flops in there with some episodes, but overall a fun show. Cool. So uh, the 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 following questions are gonna are going to be a little more One Piece centric. So if you Funky D Loopy could ask Oda to change one thing about the story, and he would have to do it, he cannot say no. What what do you think you would want? Um, can I go like further along? Obviously. Uh. Try and if you're going to mention anything outside of the live action, try and keep thing spoilers to a minimum. Okay, preferably. All right. Um, I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna say an arc name and a character name, and anyone that knows will get the context. What I would change is um, how about the, the how about before before you like the arc, give like the uh the acronym like the initials of it. You know, like. Um, Thriller Bark would be TB, you know. Know what I'm saying? Because I <laughs> don't know some. I don't know some of the future arcs either. So in case yeah, you're going no, that I'm, deep, it's I'm not going that deep. It's actually TB. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you just <laughs> yikes. Um, don't uh, cut that. Yeah, no, yeah, Dylan, Dylan, please. I, I've Dylan. treated you well before, Clark. Nah, that's it, fine. Names aren't names aren't that <laughs> yeah. big of a deal. Um, uh, I would change some of Sanji's lines in Thriller Bark. <laughs> okay, I I know what you're talking about. Yep, yep. I think uh, to keep it spoiler three free. I think what happened there, if you change some of those lines and change Sanji's intention behind some of those lines, you could have fixed that issue really easily. But it is a massive issue. But it, if you just change some of the lines there, you could fix it and make it way better. So I would that would be the main thing. I would change mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. 
man, my brain really farted there. I just, I said, don't spoil anything. And then I named yeah. something like halfway through the show. It's not halfway. It's like 300 yeah. episodes, but whatever. That's right. There's no context. There's like so little context there. It's all good. Uh, all right. So following that, uh, for, for anybody who might pick up One Piece after this, for instance, your mate, as you mentioned yeah. earlier, what kind of advice do you have for them going forward? Hmm. I would say if you want to go back and check the stuff out that you just watched in live action, because then you can have some real fun comparing and contrasting and seeing what was, um, what was done better, what was done worse, how, worse, how your opinion sort of changed. But my advice would be <laughs> read it, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, if you want to watch it, watch it, but just be aware that it's going to take you a long time. And if you're wanting to get into the story quicker and faster, I would probably say um, pick up the manga because there's colored versions of the manga online or you can read the black and white. The artwork's really good and you're going to get a pacing that is a lot closer to what you just watched than if you switch to the anime because if you switch from the live action to the anime, you are going to get massive um, whiplash with the pacing and you probably... We'll still get that with the manga, but it won't be as intense. But yeah, that's just my opinion though. Watch or read whatever you want with it. But yeah, I would recommend going with the manga rather than the anime. You've read the whole manga, right? Yeah, that's how I first experienced the story. Okay. I read it in high school. Oh, wow. And You're then, a way backer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I um, I went back and watched, um, sort of went through and mixed One Piece and the regular anime. For the bits they hadn't mm, edited yet. Mm, and so mm. I also, I guess I would say if you want to get into the anime, maybe check out One Piece. It's, there are some bits that were edited a while ago and it's not as clean, but overall they did a really good job of editing it. And if you want to get it a bit quicker, then check that out. Cool, cool. So and lastly movie six. here, uh, <laughs> yes, movie six. Movie Definitely six. movie six. <laughs> uh, lastly here yep. is Shanks a bad person for indoctrinating children into this life of crime because <laughs> um, surely Luffy's not the first one wait what? <laughs> he's got he's got all he's got surely there's like this a boy. bunch of kids out there with straw hats <laughs> like oh I'm gonna be king of the pirates I'm straw hat uh, I don't know smoofy <laughs> boofy boofy toofy um, oh my god <laughs> two fee, three fee. <laughs> um, so you're implying this is an ongoing problem that this man has. <laughs> yeah, it's just some All kind right. of weird pyramid cool. scheme he has. <laughs> if you're applying it like that, then yeah, that is that is horrible to be doing that, indoctrinating these kids into life of crime mm -hmm. and danger. I agree. But Finally, someone talking it, sense. Yeah, exactly. But um, in an actual sense, in the context of the world, and obviously a lot of the context around this stuff is not there yet, so I won't say any more on that. But with later context on the way the world works and all that in the in the show, I would say not necessarily. It's more about the person you are than what sort of side you allegiance yourself to. Very noble of you. Yeah. That doesn't make Shanks less of a bad person, though. Yeah, true. I'm, 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 trying, to, I'm trying to... I'm trying to... I, I get it. Trying to let him down easy, you know? Let him down easy. But also, what are you doing to these 10-year-olds? That's not yeah, okay. These poor kids. These poor kids, man. I think they're younger, actually. I think Luffy is, like, Luffy supposed to be seven, seven or something. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Jesus. Awful. Well, uh, we've reached the end here, Funky. I'll just, uh, I'll say this was a pleasure. Uh, I enjoy having conversation with you no matter what it's about. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for having me. That was good fun. And I'll just take, I'll take my, uh, this brief aside, if you'll excuse me quickly, this, uh, episode, uh, brought to you by our lovely Patreon, uh, producers, Twigo and Jober for the month. Thank you. You're, uh, you're the best. We love you. Please continue to dump your hard-earned money on us so that we can give you maybe good content sometimes. Yep. Yep. Also, uh, you're gonna, also you're gonna don't need make to. me watch Mamma Mia too, please. <laughs> you're going to need to because I'm about to invoice these boys out. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> um, Funky, why don't you tell the people what you've got going on before I give my own social plugs? All right. Uh, I guess we're doing the uh, the same the shameless band plug again. Of course, do whatever you do, your hearts desire. <laughs> well, that's I guess all I've got on. Well, first I'll say if you're not in the Discord, come join the Discord. It's so much fun. We 
get into amazing oh, arguments. That's my job. All right. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I'll, I won't. I won't take your job. For myself, um, trying to I am me out here. A, Oh, gee, I'm so sorry. How could I? I don't want to be related <laughs> to that man. <laughs> Even though apparently he's my father now that ran away. I don't want to know. Yeah, it's uh, just it's confusing. I guess on my own thing, then um, I'm a musician. If you're into metal. Uh, check out my band Matahari, M-A-T-A-H-A-R-I. Uh, we're on Spotify. Um, give us some listens. We play fun metalcore stuff. It's, uh, I think it's pretty good. You might hate it, but give us a check out if you want to. But yeah, that's mainly it for me. <laughs> cool, cool. Check it out. I've listened to his stuff too. It's pretty good if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, as for us, we have been Panda Sightings. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Panda Sightings. If you'd like to send us emails, let us know your opinions on the live action as it stands so far. That's pandasightings at gmail.com. If you'd like to join Twigo, Jober, and several other people who enjoy us enough to give us money, our Patreon is also Panda Sightings. And as Funky alluded to earlier, if you'd like to converse with other like-minded people in our community, we have a lovely Discord that is in the link tree, and that has been the episode. Whoop whoop. Funky, once again, <laughs> a pleasure as always. I hope you have a good night. Night. Yes, you got it right. Here we go. Night. Beautiful. We're also, a, we're right, on a bit and of I'm, a time difference. I'm going to be, yeah, yeah just, just a bit of one. Not as big Don't, as usual. No, no, no. no. I, no, I heard I what you said. said I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice this time. Mm, Rate them five stars. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, you thought. I did. You can, you I didn't trust you. Me. You can never predict loopy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Get out of here. We're done. Get out of here, you, you, you damn kids. Get off my lawn. <laughs>